0: an all-new Buffy, it began as a friendly get-together, but it's in a place where the innocent were once condemned. We're dealing with a poltergeist. We cannot
1: allow this to come into being. <laughs> There's ghosts and shaking.
2: And... God, help me!
1: People are going off Felicity with their hair.
2: Now the lost souls have returned. This party's starting to liven up after all. To bring a judgment of their own. An all-new Buffy. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Sofa in Hell, also known as If like the Apocalypse Comes me. this is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is Season 4, Episode 18, Where the Wild Things Are. So we'll be talking about plot, we'll be talking about characters, we'll be talking about true crime, orphanage style, maybe. Uh, so spoilers bound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, uh, the comics, and possibly even other shows and movies. You know, you take the podcasting for granted. And then you're like, I wish I appreciated it more. I wish I would have stopped and smelled the mics. Ooh, don't smell it. Hello, everybody. Hello, welcome back. Hello. Daniel, I am here. Stacia, I am here. (laughs) My name is Kelly. What have you done to that mic? (laughs) It just smells weird. Does it? Yeah, just like... How's so it like a. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like an attic smell. Uh, we're here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you didn't know, specifically the episode Where the Wild Things Are from season four, episode 18, originally aired on April 25th of the year 2000. Uh, written by Tracy Forbes, this is the last one of the Tracy Forbes trilogy. Never forget beer bad and something blue. Um, so we won't see her again. Which is. I mean, we'll discuss if that's better or worse.
0: No, it's worse.
1: Okay. Directed by David Solomon, uh, who also, I don't know if I've mentioned this. This is the fifth of 19 for him, but um, he's also a co-producer up uh, through all through season four. Becomes a regular style producer in season five and six, I believe. And then in, at season seven is a co-executive producer. Wow. So, so it's moving As, up. as, as well he as directing, directing 19 episodes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So this is only the fifth of 19. The last one he did was Goodbye, Iowa. And next one will be Buffy versus Dracula. Oh, hey.
0: Yeah.
1: Fave of mine. Uh, what happened in this here episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Buffy and Riley had sex. A house was haunted.
3: The end.
0: The end. True. Feel
1: shame. That is, uh, that uh,
0: is. There's nothing else, really.
1: Yeah. Well, Xander and Anya saved the day. Well, all of our friends we I guess. We do
0: meet Genevieve Holt.
1: Right. And she's going to be a big deal. She's uh, a never again. to. Never again. So, um, but there is one little tiny bit of continuity, I guess, if we're built. Not, not, no, sorry. I always spoke. Not continuity. But a little bit more of Adam mentioned just with mm. the very opening scene. Uh, Buffy and Riley are fighting a vampire and a demon right. who are teamed up. Right. Which, well-established lore, they never do. That's not well-established. I don't think we've ever mentioned
0: well, that before. they keep saying it in this episode, so you have to believe it. It's a it. really big deal. Right. Uh,
1: so, to try to flesh out Adam a little bit in the literal 11th hour of the season. So, um, That's about right. A couple of firsts, maybe. This is the first time we see Giles sing on screen, and uh, it'll be the first of... Three times? Because we're going to see him again in his, well, four times if you count the musical, which you really should, I guess. But everyone's seeing that, so I don't know if you can count it. Giles, the character, is like possessed in that one, so maybe not so much, but and then Russell's It's his dream. Who cares? And uh, Doug Petrie didn't want him to do it because they he thought it was goofy, but David Fury lobbied hard for it to be in the, mo- in the movie, in the show. And then- This, this well, scene. Him singing, period. Oh, okay. Oh, just singing. Because yeah, I was, was like, I mean, Tracy
0: needed this. Yeah. She um, needed something here. Anthony to Stewart Head
1: like, was always in musical theory. He, he played Frankfurter and Rocky Horror for years in, in London. Um, he has a good voice. He does. He has a great voice. So I'm sure he had wanted to or they had wanted to maybe dabble with that a little bit for a long time. But So it's pretty interesting that this is the first time, uh, honestly, four years in that we would see it. I'm surprised it hasn't happened before. But he's cool, Giles, now. So I guess we couldn't really do it mm. back when he was all tweet all the time, Giles. Fuddy-duddy. Buddy Duddy Jones. Sexy Buddy Duddy.
2: No one knows what it's like to be the bad man to be the sad man behind blue eyes no one knows what it's like
1: to ah. be hated. Ah. Uh, Roy! He's back! And just as gross as ever. Who's Roy? Tracy Forbes keeping it in the family. Roy was one of the caveman dudes. He's the social, whatever, geopolitical ramifications. Or no, maybe he's... No, he's not. But he is in the pack of them. Of the four guys or five guys that turn into a caveman, Roy is one of them. And Roy is the guy who touches the orgasm wall first. That fucking guy. Yep. He was one of the cavemen. Really? Yeah. Cool. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Isn't that nice? Buffy's in this episode very little as... Well, I mean... The fact that she was in so little, but then it's like really striking. What a weird thing for her for this episode of like SMG, you just got to be naked the whole time. It's a naked episode for Buffy, but then only be in it for five minutes because she was filming the episode Sanctuary of Angel that we'll talk about next week, I think, or maybe during the Yoko Factor because the Faith crossover. God, that feels like years ago at this point, but we still haven't even dealt with Faith. Really. We did a little bit. Now do know. Always need more Faith.
2: I mean, I'm in a hypothetical someone, which is to say
1: no one. Uh, another Petri gem no he had thing. to say about this episode. No such thing. What can I say? It was a dirty, dirty episode. Jesus. <sighs> First time we see condoms in the show. Isn't that great? Safe sex. Safe <sighs> sex is important. Isn't that a great thing to know? Uh, yeah. That's it. Great episode of Television Station. How did you feel about where the wild things are?
3: What an insufferable episode.
1: (laughs) Oh, why is
2: that? Yikes.
3: Um, I mean, there's really nothing redeemable about it. The premise is terrible. Most of the dialogue's really cringy. Yeah. All the scenes of Buffy and Riley having sex is really bad. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of fun to see Anya and Spike bond a little bit over being
0: that was the best moment
3: <laughs> immortal serial killers <laughs> yeah no longer serial kill <laughs> that is nice things used to be so much simpler
2: you know you take the killing for granted and then it's gone and you're like I wish I'd appreciated it more
3: Just stopped and smell the corpses you know
2: yeah now everything's complicated
3: it's a terrible thing like I've been there myself
0: Badly. Of course it did. It always
2: does.
0: For the Tracy Forbes trilogy to end like this, um, the whole time I was just mad that they did her so dirty. I just can't get over how she got screwed. How, how Doug Petrie thought, what a fun idea. What a fun, funny idea. But none of them are going to step up to do it. They're going to make poor Tracy Forbes take <laughs> all the L's and see what she can do with them. And I will say this, this episode started out really cool just with the scary horror elements. And then it was... All bullshit, all in the middle until the very end when it was kind of dense and they're cutting through fake vines and stuff. And it was fine because the music was really good mm-hmm. all throughout. Anytime you could just have music and no one's talking, we're, we're fine. But yeah, SMG was just gone. The whole thing I thought was I, obviously she's doing another episode, but I just thought, you know, they do this sometimes on TV shows where you could just, you, you know, you know that this episode or they're only contracted really for 21 episodes. So they're not even mm. like going to get paid for this. Um, So that, that's what I figure. They filmed their stuff. Out of context, away from this episode, and they just kind of shoehorned it all in. Because they were not in it at all, which was kinda of cool. That was kind of that was great, actually, for them not to be there. Um but yeah, it starts out with Buffy saying, You get the thing, I'll get horny. Yeah. And it's like, oh cool. That's where we're starting. And Doug Petrie loves it, so I'm like, you know, fuck you, Doug Petrie, for the rest of the season. So you know where I stand <laughs> we'll with all of this. You for, what was it, Ooh, doomed? for Doomed, yeah. yeah. Is this better than Doomed? I have, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. Uh, this episode, I ended up liking more than I remembered uh, because of the horror elements. Like when when I think about the scary episodes yes. of Buffy, this one usually doesn't rank, but I think it it, it achieved that definitely through the score most effectively. But there was there's a little bit of the scary shit. I mean, even in the bathroom with Willow, with the you know the kid popping up behind her, it was pretty good.
0: Oh, was like Xander under the the bathtub? Yeah, was yeah. I mean, just just thinking about it, it's freaky. It's turning around and seeing the fucking dead kid. Like mm-hmm. that was good.
1: That was good stuff. And I think there were some really interesting directorial choices in this episode that I enjoyed uh, especially even like the big opening shot of and Lowell House low. seeing the all of in the interior it was really neat with that yeah. music was really cool yeah a
0: lot the camera was always like panning up over like we were just seeing that house in a different way yeah and they
1: they cool. seemed to do more of like a, a handheld vibe feeling well, it. Like,
0: whatever was going on with the frame. bed when the bed was either it was going oh, down or out? it yeah. was going up very cool very cool that yeah. was probably so the,
1: the there part. was some highlights but yeah overall overall not great. Yeah. no uh but this the plot the very loose plot does revolve around a haunted house that giles is like i take issue with that it's not a haunted house it's an apparition because they're different and you should know that
0: (laughs) but uh it just didn't matter it didn't matter who cares that's so stupid
1: I can't imagine in the whole of human history that there hasn't been uh, something similar to this where people have been – children have been murdered in a house where they're – I, th- I think they're pulling this from them. the
0: headlines. I think – I mean yeah. this sort of thing comes up some from time to time. You find an old orphanage or something where p- kids were fucking murdered yeah. and I, I think this is just straight from the headlines. Like let's do an episode about this. Yeah. My question is why didn't these kids – where have they been this whole time?
2: Yeah,
1: why
0: now? Why is it so um, fucking Riley comes and fucking the fireplace explodes? Well, why <laughs> did that happen? Why did it take away? Why did it make the house cold one time and then like not other times? And why does the orgasm wall exist and not exist? Why does it happen and then not happen? Why isn't it constant? Why hasn't this been a plague upon the little house forever? I don't know. I, and Why does it go away? Because they, they were not satiated with anything, any bargain that happened between them. They're still there.
1: I don't know. Aren't we we're we're say saying that they, they opened vanish? the thing
0: and that's it? Like, that's yeah. bullshit. They got out of it. That's fine. Buffy and Riley are out, right? They might lick their chops and walk away. But these motherfuckers are coming back.
1: Maybe. We'll never know. No. This is the first time that Buffy will fuck something into existence. Other than, you know, like literal birth. I guess that's how people are born. Wow. Never mind. Uh, is, that, is
0: that what this is? That's not what this is. That's what they're trying to... That's the loose that's plot. That's not what Is that doing. them...
3: She didn't create them. It oh, sounds does. like she, like, excited
1: them. Yes, yeah. it was the inciting incident. Yeah. And then she'll have sex with Twilight, and that'll be an inciting
3: incident for a universe. So is that it, really? The, the, nobody's
0: back. ever had sex in this house before.
3: You know what she also brought forth? Oh, no. Angelus.
0: Yes. Yeah, man. That's true. She with is... her,
3: with her sex.
1: Yeah, with her, <laughs> her world-ending sex. Oh man, uh, you know she's got a complex about
3: it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
1: no shit. <laughs> um, but I thought since I the mood of the world right now is so lighthearted that we should know. bring it down a little bit with some maybe some horror stories about children. Stacia, you wanna you wanna bring us all down?
2: Audio.
3: I'm having fun already. Me too. Woohoo! Okay, so adoptions (laughs) in the early 20th century. This can only end well. (laughs) So there is this woman named Georgia Tan who was born in 1891. And she, according to Wikipedia, um, used aggressive tactics to take over the Tennessee Children's Home Society in the mid 1920s. She does the legit adoption thing for about two years, and is like, "Hey, I can only sell these babies in Tennessee for about seven dollars a pop." Whoa! But
0: seven dollars. I mean, seven dollars in twenties money. Who knows? Yeah, there but
3: still, are that's rich people in California who will pay me seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Whoa. And so she begins a series of scams and cons to steal and kidnap children and sell them to wealthy, rich families in California.
1: Nice. So it's like a home, like a... Kind of like an orphanage type thing that she took over in an effort to get people kids into it? Or?
3: Yeah, except they didn't actually have, like, a physical location where they kept children. They were all kept in, like, hotels or foster homes. Oh, okay. So they weren't in, like, a physical orphanage with, like, children running around until this wealthy guy bought a house and, like, gave it to them. And then they had babies on the second story. But oh. for most of it, it was foster homes and hotel rooms. So she had two people, and she was mostly selling these babies to California and New York. So she had two people, and she'd steal the babies, and she'd give the babies to these people. One would go to California, one would go to New York. They'd stay in scummy hotel rooms. They'd meet the rich families. They'd be like, here's your perfect baby. And then they'd disappear. And then, uh, so Georgia is pocketing about 90% of this money for herself. (laughs) She's not obviously telling, like, the IRS about (laughs) her. No. About her. her, uh... i got a side gig. I I don't, I decline to say what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so um, she had, like, a huge demand for children. Um, Interesting side note, Joan Crawford adopted two babies from her. Oh, my
0: God. What the hell? She
3: got her kids from this woman? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a lot
1: of,
0: like,
3: rich people. I mean, she was essentially selling babies just to rich people. To the point that it was, like before georgia tan adoption was this thing that happened hush hush quiet quiet there were there weren't any laws regulating it and you didn't admit that you adopted someone Mm -hmm. and if you had a baby that you weren't going to keep like it wasn't like it was socially taboo and most of the time the children that were getting adopted were getting adopted from mothers that had babies out of wedlock because it was so socially stigmatizing to give birth to A a, a bastard that you would find a family that's married to take it in and raise it
0: right
3: so it was a sort of like black market situation until georgia started doing it and like selling babies to wealthy families and then it sort of became like kind of cool oh
1: bringing some class to the illegal baby training Yeah, yeah to
3: adopt your own baby so baby business booming she's running out of children she's like oh no i can't just have legitimate babies that no one wants that I can sell to California. I need to start creating my own supply. No. Oh <laughs> so she's not she's not like breeding women. But what she <laughs> is doing <laughs> I feel like that's that's what I, made I it mean. I mean yeah. Like. That is immediately <laughs> what I oh So what she has a number of scams that she goes through to get babies. Um sometimes um babies would be dropped off at nurseries and she would take them and then later tell them that welfare came and took the children and rehomed them and they didn't have any records she would take babies mm. that and she was mostly focusing on unwed moms because they were a lot more vulnerable yeah. and poor women too um and she would also take babies that were just born and tell the mom that the baby had died of pneumonia and had already been buried you take the baby yeah. and be like "Oops, your baby just died uh Jesus. sorry <laughs>
0: Go pay your respects to this place in the ground over yeah. there.
3: God. Yeah. Or um, they would, oh. she would suggest to families that were struggling financially or whatever, like, hey, I can, like, foster your kid for a while. And then once you get back on your feet, you can get your baby back. And then um, when they did and they'd come back for their kid, she'd be like, whoops, I never had any record of that baby. What kid? <laughs> she was making crazy. all these fake birth birth certificates for the babies so that she could legitimize them before she'd sell them off. Um
0: that's terrible.
3: She did this with something like I think it was like thirty thousand babies. Like it was a lot. Whoa! It was a lot, and That's this lot went on. Money. This went on for a long, long time. There was an official investigation, but it didn't happen until after she died from cancer. So, mostly the children that were sold have never been like recovered right. there's been a couple of um kids like there was this one mom who had the whole your baby died in pneumonia and it was buried without you thing who never really believed it and this woman's like Georgia's hands whole black market adoption situation uh was an episode on unsolved mysteries And they were like, if you think you're missing a baby, (laughs) call us. And she did. And they located her and they got like a happy little reunion. Nice. Holy moly. But some specific notes. Some babies weren't adoptable for whatever reason. They were not a baby that a wealthy family would like. And she just would stop feeding them because they were expensive and she'd let them die she carried a pin knife both keen and sharp all along little omi she pierced those little babes to the heart hole down by the greenwood sidey she buried them under a bunch of rue all along little Lomi, she prayed to the lord they'd never come to all down by the greenwood sidey as she was walking cross the porch all oh, along, little homie, she saw two little babes at play all down by the greenwood side. Oh, babes, oh, babes, if you were mine all along the lonely, oh, I'd dress you up in silk so fine all down by the greenwood side. She didn't keep great notes. She would just write their first names. It would be like, Baby Sophia. And she'd just keep adding to this mass grave. And I guess um, the wow. like <laughs> death rate for, like, kids in foster care went way way up when she was involved because of the Mm -hmm. poor treatment that she gave Mm -hmm. to these kids if she couldn't find them immediate homes um but the good news is is that she's dead well yes she's dead (laughs) (laughs) she's dead (laughs) but the good news is that california new york and tennessee were like what the fuck when they realized what was going on and it was like the start of the like legislating adoptions to make sure it's not just for adults because that was kind of the way it was seen like the children didn't have any rights so now it's like you know if you're a foster kid you have rights in the system and you have things expectations and things that um are put in place to make sure that you're being safe and you're not getting buried right nameless unmarked mass grave
0: (laughs) you traumatized and abused these children children who who no doubt become extremely disturbed adults you have ruined lives mrs holt Furthermore, what you did has now manifested itself as a a malevolent presence which threatens still more lives. You have a great deal to answer for.
2: I refuse to listen to this when I can smell the sin on each and every one of you.
0: Yeah? You smell sin?
1: Well, let me tell you something, lady. She who smelt it, dealt it. It's like what you said, but faster.
3: On an interesting side note, this woman, super gay, <laughs> she was in a Boston marriage, and she ended up adopting her partner so her partner could inherit everything after she died. Oh. So, in addition to all of the other adoptions, <laughs> she adopted she facilitated, her girlfriend. She adopted her wife. <laughs> wow! Which is what, which is what same-sex couples did a lot. Yeah, so. just
1: have rights.
0: Wow, yeah. to have rights. still wow, It's wild. What a wild. Yeah. So she was existence.
3: like this. It was fascinating. I mean, she, she was clearly a terrible person. She, like, went to school when, like, women weren't going to school. And she, like, did some sort of, like, man degree, like, <laughs> chemistry or something. Where it was, like, she was, like, the only one in her class that was a woman. And then she's like, fuck it, I'm going to live with my girlfriend. And I've got all these babies. And I don't give a shit. I'm rich. I mean, aside from all the And I just later. want to kill them with some babies. Yeah. yeah. She I love chemistry
0: and killing babies.
3: Yeah. She was really um. I thought she was going to go to, like...
0: I'm going to make plants now. I don't have enough babies, so I'm going to start fostering plants. Maybe rich people want to buy plants, and it's like, no, just no. make more babies and kill them. That's cool.
3: <sighs> yeah, so this happened to, like, the 1950s anyways. That's
0: nuts. Yeah. Like, that's some heinous shit. S- straight up. Yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah. Man. You know, there's a lot of messed up orphanages around the world. Sure. And it's not perfect, but things are a lot better than yeah. they used to be.
0: So, so. We, so we think Genevieve Holt is probably of that school. She's running the shit, killing these well, kids.
3: this woman, not no religious the, overtones, right, but that's what the, 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 the majority th- of the um, orphanages that I found when I was doing research, I picked this one because I thought it was the most interesting. Um, all Catholic. Yeah. Ooh, Catholic <laughs> orphanages. Bad place to be, which Charmed. is definitely the kind of theme that she had oh, yeah. here. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you That's... for that terrible You're story. You're
2: welcome. Wow! wow. Right. I'm fighting total mental breakdown
1: like here, I Will. Do. No more fuel in the fire, please. And I blame you.
0: Was she
3: killing them? Right? I, I think she was yeah, drowning. She them, was right? drowning.
0: At well, least the, ki- the drowning.
3: She was killing them. I think I think that's the point that Giles was trying to make with the, it's not a ghost, it's a specter or apparition. Oh, you right. like killed them because, on the inside. Well, because ghosts are spirits of dead people. Hmm. A poltergeist is negative energy. Okay. It's not caused from someone dying. It's just like trauma yeah. has happened here that yeah. like has like materialized mm-hmm. itself into like this negative.
1: That
0: makes it better. Well, that makes sense that- too
1: because Giles is like, you held them under, like, and you've turned them into what I'm sure are terrible adults, like, really
0: traumatized adults.
1: Well, if she killed them, how are they adults? But it's kind
0: yeah. of so like, the, there's their spirits are yeah. dead, and they're they're here in the fucking surrounding, and they're this kid is not dead, right? He like, like boy. moved on with his life, but a part of him is dead.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Part Trauma. of him was killed. Trauma, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: killed there. yeah. Okay, I like that. I didn't really care when they started talking about it's not a ghost, it's a spectral they didn't, or whatever. Like, shut up. They
3: didn't so. make a lot of uh, clear points about no. it. It's almost, like it getting... it's almost like it didn't matter. It's almost like it didn't matter, but they matter. went so <laughs> out of their way to try to make it matter.
0: Yeah. And it never did. Like a big burst in poltergasm. Okay,
1: well, on to something more lighthearted Buffy and Riley.
0: Buffy and Riley. And the orgasm wall.
3: Yes! Uh, is the implication supposed to be it's their orgasm? I don't
0: know. That's what I... I've always wondered on. that and I hate come it. Come on. Do you think? No, I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't think so
1: either because they... Hate I, it? I don't, want that. I don't it, want that. Every time they're, someone touches it, they're having an orgasm, right? And there's no way. Oh,
3: I, mean, I mean... Well, just, if Buffy and Riley are powering the house. Is it not just like an orgasm battery yeah, yeah, that so. they've like filled up? I don't
0: know. I mean, it's <laughs> just... I, I hate that it's it's I'm saying grim. This. It's grim no matter how you <laughs> look at it because it just... You just. <laughs> uh, well, Riley's just uh, really healed up. He just can't go th- uh, as many times. If, he's, if they're both coming that much, there's no way that they could st- be alive.
1: Yeah. They can't
0: be alive. Riley lie. can't do that. No. So, it, th- th- what is <laughs> happening? I fucking hate it. It's so perverse. Like, it's just yeah. so, like I just feel so bad for Tracy Forbes. It, this sucks. Yeah. Th- this episode is so dumb. It's really. And I just awful. like, hey, Joss, you should have fucking done this. If you think this is a cool idea, put your fucking name to it.
3: I mean, I think part of the reason why this is so hard is because on one line it's straddling this, like, almost like legitimately scary haunted house. Like, that woman yeah. rocking in the closet, cutting her hair yeah. off is a really disturbing image. And, like, the kid under the water, like, struggling but can't get out. Like, that Mm -hmm. is all upsetting. But then on the other hand, you have, like, the goofy orgasm wall. And it's it's like, you can't have both. You can't have the, like, weird, schlocky sex humor jokes, and then also this woman rocking in a closet, cutting her hair off with a knife. Like, you need to pick one lane. I wish they'd just done the horror stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, because even when they do do humor, I mean, that's kind of the, the show is really good at that, but the humor is good. That's the worst part. Yeah. Like, it It just undercuts everything in a bad way, in the worst way.
1: And I'm just going to go ahead and say we had a whole episode with Buffy and Riley literally having sex the whole episode. And yet Willow and Tara can't even have a kiss until season five.
0: What do you feel?
2: Sad, afraid of being without you, and a little hungry. I meant about the house. Oh, still haunted. I mean,
1: I guess they're good now. Buffy and Riley, they seem to be like, have evened out. We're like totally over all the fate stuff. We're just like, yeah, upsettingly happy. Uh, and, and, and doing the sex I mean I don't really have a lot to say Because they didn't really do a whole lot But
0: No they're definitely not in here
1: Glad those kids are happy I guess Whatever Xander and Anya though Going through a little bit of a spat Having a little rough patch uh, Anya is convinced that Xander Doesn't want anything to do with her Because they didn't have sex one time Anya there's
2: A lot more to you and me
1: Than the sex Well there should be A relationship is something That you work at Work through Together
2: I don't understand. I'm pretty. I'm young. I mean, why didn't you take advantage of me? Is something wrong with your body? There's nothing wrong with my body. Well, there must be. I saw that wrinkled man on TV talking about erectile dysfunction. Whoa, hey.
1: <laughs> All systems go here. No function problem, okay? Xander's like, well, our relationship has to be more than that. And she's like, oh, is it? What is it?
0: Well, no, but that's, I think Xander's saying the same thing. It should be based on mutual, f- and then it's like, oh, just mm-hmm. drains out of him. We don't have anything in common. Yeah, I think it was both of them. I mean, I don't think Anya cares. I don't think Anya even thinks about it, because she's not being logical about that. I don't think she cares about common interests. She never did. She loves Xander for no reason. Yes. Yeah. So whatever she has to say about this stuff is kind of irrelevant, but like Xander has openly been like, it's, the his energy is draining when he's like, it should be about more, but we have nothing more, nothing more. And it's kind of sad to see. Well, I blame Xander for that.
1: Because I think there could be more. I think if he took an interest in her life, she's lived for fucking 1,200 years. Let's
3: talk about it. There's got to be something. But I, I don't think
0: Anya wants to talk. I don't think Anya cares. That could be true. I think the I don't problem think is anything.
3: Xander doesn't want to hear what Anya wants to talk about. Probably. literally eviscerating men.
0: True. And that is her favorite go-to. Could be tough.
3: The normal part of ending a relationship right before the vengeance begins.
0: Right. No. Vengeance.
2: Relax. I'm not going to do it. I'm just trying to tell you that we have nothing in common besides both of us liking your penis. I know I don't even have that.
0: And that's a lot of her personality. Yeah. She, as she, she As she's growing, becoming more of a personality, but that is the ongoing joke. Even at the end of this episode, he's sticking with it, I guess. But
1: I mean, Xander does. He
0: certainly. She doesn't know what to do.
1: He says, "What like uh, you? I put up with a hell of a lot from you, specifically in this last ten minutes or whatever. I'm like, what have you put up with? But I guess she probably does say some crazy shit." And talk about all the crazy, terrible shit she's done. I mean
3: that you know, that has been a constant theme, to be fair to Xander, where oh. she says stuff like Like when we were having sex last night, and Xander's like, remember how we talk had this talk uh, about private moments, uh, only uh, being uh, private <laughs> if you talk about them with my friends? friends yeah. yeah. So I think he's definitely had some moments where he's like, Anya, we need to talk about
0: this. And I think it's like an ongoing fun thing <laughs> that the episodes could just constantly do. Have Anya say something crazy and then have Xander be the one to have a good quippy joke, mm-hmm. you know, about privacy and not saying things yeah but do they become closer do they become more emotionally invested because as of now i would just say they just want to have sex and i think anya thinks that that is what love is Mm -hmm. and that's where xander doesn't feel that way but i don't think there's more so xander's not thinking about more but anya doesn't understand that either because what else is there so when you don't have sex then it means you don't love me and that you're moving on, right? And that you're going to find something
1: because she has this one-dimensional view of men, where like this is literally all they want. You're not doing the thing that men, I, the only thing men want, so something must be wrong. And
0: I don't know what vengeance demons do, right? But they don't they come in like at the end of something. Doesn't her entire existence basically be? I have been summoned forth after years of turmoil from the woman's part. She's summoned in a, like the the rock bottom of a moment, and so and then she exacts her vengeance. So she never actually. Is in a relationship for any period of time. She just comes to like experience all of it at once and fucking like eviscerate the guy, right? Well, isn't that how that works? Yeah, I don't so, know what like, she does because if she, if that's the case, then she doesn't know what a, a relationship even is. Like I mean, she, she, she just was human,
3: but that was like a thousand years thousand ago. Years ago. Yeah, things have changed a little bit. What it seems like is the vengeance demons can exact vengeance for anyone they want, however, it appears that Anya and her friend Halfreck, Halfreck. Okay. Have their own particular like raison d'être. So for Anya, it's scorned women okay. who have been broken up with, and Halfrek it's children. If okay. a children wants vengeance on someone who's hurt them, Halfrek is like, let's go, I'm here. let's yeah. go, well. pew pew pew. Bunch of kids, <laughs> bunch of kids. But, yeah, where's so, Halfrek? if there's a scorned woman who just broke up with her boyfriend that's like, I wish I could just like trap my boyfriend up and feed him to my dog or whatever, then is like, hello, I'm here. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. I don't think she's like following the woman through the relationships yeah. waiting, but when that's all you see. It's True. like a divorce lawyer that being like all relationships end in divorce because that's all you see. It's like you you're surrounding yourself with. So I
0: think maybe after a thousand years that's we're on his And it, it makes at.
3: sense that like she would start anticipating this. Like, you yeah. know, first there's love and then there's vengeance and yeah. that's just... <laughs> that's just the way it
2: goes that's the story of yeah. Uh... Yeah.
0: and we've stopped loving each other which is just sex yeah. so one so night without vengeance. it so now vengeance vengeance doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean even he is like vengeance Wait. like whoa but... like,
1: <laughs> Willow and Tara are very small very small part of this episode but we do had the scene talking about the horses
0: it doesn't make any sense so Buffy can be really irreverent from time to time and I like it for that but when they started talking about horses and like I'm scared about dreams I had where ponies are coming after me or something what was that even about that was just a sweet little moment why why because Tara's a horse girl why in this episode why not in this episode
3: there was literally nothing for them to talk about I to believe that Tara's a horse girl it's unreal to me? She has a messed up family. She's never had any support. It doesn't seem like her family's got that much money. And horses are expensive. I know your she's horse girl. She's clearly not doing it in college. So this would have been a family venture. And right. she's not coming from some like poor backwoods. We've got 40 anchors and a trailer. So yeah. we have a couple horses. A couple horses. And we're not coming from that I'm super rich and I have a yeah. horse that lives in a stall with its own personal groomer. <laughs> Like, those are the only two horse worlds. There are is nothing in between. <laughs> There's no middle class horse world. I don't think. <laughs> it is dirt poor or <laughs> filthy rich.
0: Tara's never seen a horse. That's what I convinced them. Uh, I also think that it was literally just in this episode so that Tara could proposition Willow about, about riding. riding a yeah. horse. And I was like, oh, that's fun. At least it's not like a guy doing it and like. And then I was like, oh, that's it? That's it? That's the only reason she's a horse person? Ah! Yeah, just so
1: we can <laughs> give the joke, you should ride with me sometime. Just Heyo.
2: <laughs> the worst.
1: And, of course, uh... Never to be re- mentioned again. Never to be mentioned again. Be rarely <laughs> embodied by the spirit of every homophobic viewer of this show. Yeah. So right. that was the show. Don't touch <laughs> me! <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting! Uh, uh, that's that on that, I guess. And okay, but...
3: If we're okay, if we're still talking about Willow sure. and Tara, I want I can talk about that forever. I I want your opinion, Dana, Okay. because I always viewed it this one way, and then Kelly halfway through the episode is like, "Oh look, just another example of Tara being the most powerful person." And we never talk about it. And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Mm. And it's when Tara goes out onto the balcony yeah, and she's yeah. looking down, and then the earthquake starts. Right. Kelly thinks...
0: That she did that. That
3: she caused the earthquake. Absolutely I think not. the house did it. Yeah,
0: no, that was just something that happened.
1: Why did they linger on her? And why didn't it happen until she was she, staring intently at the party? Because
0: it was getting weird. The episode's fun. She just she was she, there. She's going to be the person doing it. made
3: it very clear that she seems to have some sort of deep perception. That's a good point. I think point. she knew it was going to happen. Like a cat noise an earthquake's going to okay. happen. Just yeah, like, she's kind of like, hearing something different. I don't different. like being like, here when she knew that Buffy wasn't the right person because her aura was off. Like... Okay. Willow didn't notice that. I think that's why she knew
0: the earthquake was coming. Well, so just from like, if you're going to talk about it just like in a scene, like everyone's so focused on the door. Who would be the one person that wouldn't be so focused on that? Tara. Tara would be the first person to be like, okay, they kind of got it. This is their thing. I'm just going to survey. Right. And then that's when everything went to shit. So we kind of got to see that through her eyes and then everything went wild. That's how I saw it. She did not cause shit. She ain't. She ain't a horse girl and she's not fucking (laughs) like. (laughs) She's not, not, not a fucking girl. earthquake girl. Whatever yeah. in
1: my heart, she's like one of the strongest people that's ever been on the show. But we just never had a chance to exploit.
0: Buffy also di- dies every time, right? The uh, earthquake comes. Does she know an earthquake happened? <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't that the whole thing? <laughs> so there was an earthquake this that's time, fair. but it was just for the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're thinking it probably didn't register. She anywhere died else.
3: a little death. So, well, she almost died. Uh, oh. a
2: they're too busy doing it to answer doing what you know for a guy of acoustic rock you're kind
0: of naive
1: <laughs> let's move on shall we Amazing. uh giles and
0: everyone G- giles and the who i've got yeah mm-hmm. so i i just want to talk about this do you think that limp biscuit stole behind blue eyes from buffy the vampire slayer
1: I'm sure someone else has done an acoustic rendition before this. Not
0: anything to this scale. Really? So The Who, the single, came out in 1971, November 6, 1971. Limp Biscuit released it as a single September 23rd, 2003. And Giles from the <laughs> Espresso Pump, April 25th, 2000. Tell me th- that Fred Durst is not watching this episode and saying...
1: I love that he
0: absolutely was i want
1: to I, believe i mean I, I do i love that i love that because the idea of him being about a, that. yo this
0: is lit they've already they're it. already big he's nookie he's watching this on his big oh yeah you know uh, those old big standard definition tvs because i'm sure hd didn't exist yep. even then mm-hmm. so that's fucking like up half a
1: fucking wall absolutely yeah. so he's watching
0: that with dj lethal and they're like that's awesome off. that's awesome and that's what they did. I love it. Wes Borland said about that cover, which was great because I just dove into that. Wes Borland, who was not in the band at that's that point, time. at the mm. time, he said, quote, this is probably the worst cover ever and the video is awful. It's just really <laughs> embarrassing and so unbelievably <laughs> self-indulgent. Someone must have really worked out hard to be able to take their shirt off and have Halle Berry make out with them. This was for the Gothica soundtrack <gasps> and Halle Berry was in the video no. for this. This is all like, <laughs> I, forgot, no. I forgot about all of these things happening.
1: She's in the video. She makes out with Fred Durst. No,
0: she's just there. I don't oh, know if she actually
1: makes out with God. him,
0: but she might. She was in a dark place in two thousand <laughs> I mean, We all were. We all were. God. Whew. Anyways, I think that Giles spurned this on. Mm. I mean, everybody fucking hated this, but I think that we can all agree that Giles' version was pretty nice. No,
1: yeah,
0: it was and lovely. he didn't miss a beat. Once he saw all of his friends, he was like, oh, yeah. "They're fine. I'm gonna keep singing." This is a great. This can't be serious.
1: To talk about something very serious. Uh Giles' earring so yeah I love it not at the beginning of the episode only in the scene where he's playing at the espresso pump and so station and I were like when the fuck did he get an earring when did this happen and I was like wait a second I don't know if this is the first time or not because I was like I'm pretty sure I've as as Ripper before. Yeah. Okay. In fucking yeah. band candy. He, he yeah. has an earring. I'm sure he did, yeah. But and I, and I was oh, just okay. kinda trying to get screenshots of random episodes and I, I can't find another one with him having it. So it's so clearly when he gets in a mood, he's like, Pop in the earring. <laughs> it's time for business. <laughs> Which is just such a funny thought. Uh,
0: I think that was a thing, man. Bob Dylan used to wear earrings too. He just pop him in when he's about to perform. I mean it me was a thing. Well, I mean all the and time. Ch- but yeah.
1: it's just it's funny to imagine Giles oh, yeah, it's being hilarious. like, Oh, the aesthetic
0: well, and also, <laughs> just like at the espresso pump is too funny to me like who's going to this like what is this yeah, world it's an adult thing <laughs> it's an adult thing and they're like but one of them was like a younger kid and then it was like an old mom that's all we saw there in the was crowd. a woman
1: like singing along she was into it amazing oh, so good does he have like Child cds groupies. for sale i know like <laughs> oh, oh that's oh, weird oh, to think and about. like
0: why wouldn't uh willow immediately take the like why wouldn't you just have that forever be like I'm going to steal this now because now I know. And they've never seen a guitar. It just seems crazy to me that they wouldn't know. But I do. I I did find it funny. All of the I was wondering why I had a crush on him. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff. And then just Xander being mortified by it the whole time was very funny.
1: I appreciated that Tara was too gay to, to fall into the thrall. She was appreciative from a distance. Yeah. like. Sure. Other than Anya and Willow being like, Anna. oh, yes, oh. yes.
0: Ah. they nice. But
1: yeah, I when I was looking into that or when I was researching this episode, um. I forgot about... Yeah, I know Willow had, like, a kind of a crush on him, but they had the picture of her and Giles in the locker. Like, it was real. Yeah. It was real. Oh, God. Oh, her face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think it says it's, it's everything. Just um, Anya is a little, you know, confused. Willow is horrified. Xander <laughs> wants to run away and always does. He's the only consistent one in the group. And Tara's just bemused. She's like, mm, I'm here for the ride. <laughs> Not a horse ride, because I've never ridden a horse before. But... <laughs> I'm here for the metaphorical ride. Whatever people ride on. <laughs> cars, wagons. Do you ride on cars? Do you?
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. And then the most important relationship in this episode, Anya bike. Spike. No, please.
2: Might have to settle for a wacky cartoon dog.
1: Bro. Oh, she's really going for it.
2: Bro! <laughs> Buffy, the dog-faced girl.
3: <laughs> you just called him over here to bark,
0: Bro!
1: They're in here now. Oh, they're in here. Shut your face. Let's yell, bro, at the dogs. Bro! Bro. It's
2: not
0: cool, bro! Someone out on the streets, right? Like, (laughs) what?
2: I'm not a friend. I'm a rabid dog who should be shot. But there are forces at work here, dark, incomprehensible forces. And I'm sure they're more important than all we've been through together. Oh,
1: shit.
0: (laughs) And then what was the most important one? Oh,
1: Onion Spike. So obviously, we they will sleep together. in Entropy. Ooh. Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah. What? Well, I you up at the top. Yeah, of course I forgot. What and it was video
3: fuck? recorded. Yeah.
0: Entropy. What's that?
1: That is the episode before seeing red.
0: Wow, guys. season six. Oh, but that's yeah. after Hell's Bells, yes. right? Okay, okay. Between Hell's Bells. I thought it was like between or something. Wait, what the fuck? I don't know. I can't <laughs> put that in my <laughs> head. <the> <laughs> like, how does that even come about? I can't even. Yeah. No, uh, thanks.
1: And it is recorded because the the, the trio has put cameras oh, in the magic box to observe God. them. So Kill Xander gets now. to watch Anya doing it with Spike. That's Okay, tough. after
3: he brutally dumped her at the sure. altar. No, I'm
1: not blaming Anya. I'm just saying this. Up. No,
3: I'm not it's saying I feel bad for Xander. Xander fine. can go suck an egg <laughs> suck a bad egg get out of here but this, yeah,
1: I think suck it's, a bad egg no, no. Uh, I, think, but I think this is like their first
2: one
1: on one scene it and really it is lovely. and
0: th- when he tried he scared her and she was just like pushing him away and stuff like get out of here Spike I'm, st- I'm robbing you
2: yeah
3: like <laughs> hell your you money.
0: are no yeah
2: Spike what are you doing you
1: made
3: me yell really high hey yeah I did I scared you
0: give me money That was really good because Anya, again, that's more of a personality, I think, than we ever really get to see with for whatever she is with Xander. It's like just so strange, but it's fun to have her kind of be a little different acting around another demon. I don't
1: know. Well, they would have more in common, right? Just because they've both been alive a long time. They both are murderers. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know. The common things you base a friendship on. Yeah, Yeah. why not? And she has her new hair. She's finally, like, real Anya. Like, this, I think, is her breakout episode because she's got a real hair. She gets more character development. We, like, we get get to spend a great bit of time with Anya. And I love Anya and Spike. Every one on one Spike interaction that we get always ends up so fun just because. He gets to bring out sides of people that we don't ever really have with our friends because our friends are good and lighthearted and funny. Sure. I mean, he's like
0: he's willing to push buttons too, like get up in her face and like and you think it's going to be like, or or sexy who knows
1: well yeah i mean there definitely was a
0: vibe i know and i was like oh no it's about to happen and then nope not for like either. i'm gonna kill you know you kill xander i'll kill drew and i was like oh that's really cute, it's super and cute. cute. And she's Like, i'm great. not gonna kill xander but you can kill drew i'll get to it so, <laughs> I just like, I like Spike being sad that he can't scare people. Mm-hmm. And as Vamp Face is gone, right, he doesn't even realize it anymore. It's, it's great. It's good stuff. I'm so glad he's here. Yeah, I he can't best.
1: imagine if they hadn't made him, or current character, like, brought him on in the show, because there would be such a huge void.
0: And not letting him be a hero either, like when he convinces himself out of going into hell. Oh, that was oh
2: so God.
1: fun. It was so
0: good. It's like, those are great reasons. Bye.
2: We have to go back in there. Why?
0: Because Buffy and Riley are trapped.
2: So? She's a slayer. He's a big soldier boy. What do they need you for?
0: Anya, look around. There's ghosts and shaking and people are going off Felicity with their hair. We're fresh out of super people and somebody's got to go back in there. Now, who's with me? I am.
2: And I'm not the first choice for heroics. And Buffy's tried to kill me more than once. And I don't fancy a single one of you at all. But...
0: Actually, all that sounds pretty convincing. I wonder if Asian house is open. Yeah.
1: I think it's time to yell about how great Spike is, but also other things. Okay, Station, what do you want to yell about first?
3: The, I guess it's no surprise, but the cold open that has a very strong sexual tension. And I just wanted Buffy to be like, would you care for a little fat... Yogurt? Yes. Yes, that would have been
1: such oh. a great little callback because of the hungry and horny thing, sure. right? Like, we get it. You guys are going to have sex because you're super all ramped up and riled up. But Buffy should have been like, are you uh, are you craving a little fat yogurt? Because real fans would have been into it. That's right. Daniel, what do you have to say?
0: Would have been. Uh, Willow shaking her head when, uh, like, brought the racists together, like Martin Luther King. <laughs> and then she's just like, no, that was terrible. That was very funny.
1: Riley, in another little tidbit into Riley Finn's personality, he has a Formula One poster above his bed. <laughs> cool, cool. Cool. Wait, above his bed? Yeah. Like
0: he looks up and it's Formula One? No,
1: no, no. Not like on the ceiling. Although, <laughs> <laughs> or, no, like, above, like, the keep it going, Riley. Board. Keep it <laughs> revving.
0: It's like your favorite, <laughs> <laughs> favorite Formula One racer. Finish first. Wait, don't finish first. Yeah. Uh, Mario Andretti. Sorry.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, Couple of heat generators pumping away upstairs. <laughs> oh, what a tough... Hang for Forrest.
0: This must have been this episode. Oh yeah, well you saw you. the turtleneck, tough hang. Yeah, don't worry, Mason. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking Mason gets incinerated. Well, no, he just <laughs> goofy Mason, and then he gets and then Riley comes, and that was that was someone came, one of the two of them, and then it fucking exploded in Mason's face. All he all he lost he was lost his, his eyebrows. eyebrows That's it. Are you kidding me? This dude was literally on fire! On
1: fire for so long. Like, Forrest goes to grab. Forrest goes to to do do his legs, bro. What are you doing?
0: And the shot, it like zoomed back to like watch Forrest pull down the blanket. Mm -hmm. It was like there's so many extra steps for this weird shot of this (laughs) poor kid on fire. And then we just yada yada away. I think he died legitimately. (laughs) I think he fucking died. And they're just like, yeah, he's out for patrol. That's their euphemism for like. He's uh, gone.
1: He, he went to a farm upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And they just
0: can't tell Riley that like there's a, you know, they I guess they don't know that it's one to one, but it's one to one. Oh, Mason. I.P. Um, so Mason kind of had sex with Riley is what I'm seeing here in this.
1: Oh, Yeah. That's what this is. This yeah. is Riley really Exploding on a Mason. Ew! It's a money uh, shot okay. on Mason. Uh, music we already Ruff. mentioned was great, but I wanted to mm. shout out specifically the ice cream truck music. It was beautiful. Like the, the discordant. Beat. Into it. Oh, And then so also good. the segue
0: into it was mm. fucking brilliant.
1: I like, I that's definitely, I don't know if that's a real melody to something. It's certainly not an actual ice cream truck song i ever heard because it's got that creep it's to it cool. that's like, oh, it's, it's fantastic. Great job.
3: I like that Spike calls Andrew droopy boy. Yes,
2: so good. <laughs> what are you doing? You brought me here? Anya? What are you doing? You brought him here? That's what I said. Only I hit the hip up.
0: In an episode with almost no momentum, they ground to a halt when we dealt with the initiative where he just talked about poor Mason getting murdered. Uh, but everything with Forrest and Graham and like when Graham becomes like they possessed for a possessed second. for a second and then it went away mm-hmm. and then they went downstairs to the lab that's like fully functioning and mm-hmm. everyone's working. Mm-hmm. So tedious. Well, the, so and the fact tedious. that happens
1: during an earthquake. They got in an elevator.
3: Did anything even <laughs> happen with that? Oh yeah, I was I was <sighs> infuriated. But they go down there and they're like, We're gonna deal with this oh, yeah. and then like end of episode. And then Forest Forrest, Forrest <laughs> even
0: accosted Graham because he was like you should be helping people. Get out of here. What are you doing? Help people. Yeah. And then it's like, no. Just
1: kidding. Get just kidding. Elevator. Get in the elevator
0: so we don't help anyone. And then earlier we get fucking Graham who's like. And I'm the one who got a D in covert ops. Why are we letting Graham out here what when he's getting a D or? student? And also, why are they taking grades? What? Where are what we? What is
2: class?
0: It can't be a real class. No. So are you just saying like because it's known that you're bad at covert ops that it's a joke that you got D's in it? Or does D mean... You know, more stuff. I
3: I love the idea that they had a covert ops class on campus as a legitimate class with all of the initiative guys Mm -hmm. going to it.
0: I mean, I would love that.
3: In full commando gear. Amazing. Subtle.
0: And Maggie Walsh is the proctor of it. Yep. And Graham got a D, but yet is allowed to go out on covert ops. Or maybe that's why he couldn't go earlier. Remember way back in the day when he was like, I'm at the... Hudson House or whatever the house was, but I had to leave. Like, whenever, um, when um, Willow found the dead body in the bed or whatever. Oh, okay. And then they came back. Like, Graham showed up. Remember, he got hit in the head by the ball? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Right. And, and then he was like, To say Maggie's dead. I, yeah. Or so. Yeah. yeah no. That's oh, was. that's what it was. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. Now, this is one moment where it's like, Graham, you were at the party. Why didn't you step in to fix anything? You came back to Riley to tell him about it. And he said something like, I'm not allowed to go there. I'm not allowed to do that. Now it makes sense. If he got a D in covert ops, then he must be known to everybody. Everybody knows. A surprise to song.
1: nobody, Graham's a dummy.
0: Poor Graham. An idiot. Poor Graham.
1: I found myself missing Principal Snyder, RIP, uh, when Buffy and Riley were sitting in the chair together, the one chair together, when we're getting our little debrief. I needed him to come out of nowhere and be like, is there a chair storage shortage, Ms. Rosenberg? Just kidding. Miss Summers? Yes. But he wasn't there to say it. So RIP, Principal Snyder. Eaten. Eaten by snake. That's how people get eaten by snakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: an unpopular word these days, discipline. I know Principal Flutie would have said, kids need understanding. Kids are human beings. It's the kind of woolly headed liberal thinking that leads to being eaten.
3: Um, I really liked seeing Willow completely lose her mind over Giles' singing, but I loved even more Xander saying, and fighting total mental
0: breakdown here, Will. Because I
3: completely <laughs> believed him, and I just, like, I loved it so much. I'm offering
0: cash incentives. <laughs> that was my favorite. I love him breaking down. Xander, great quips. Um, yeah, yeah, I nearly lost it when Spike walked into the party, and he was like, hey, I recognize you. I thought that they were going for everyone in the house was like a demon. Like it was a big demon conspiracy because demons have teamed up with vampires and he's not in either group, Mm. right? So I thought all of these people were demons and he was, well, I was infuriated for a moment because I was like, (laughs) oh my God, this whole episode is going to hinge upon him seeing and then saying one thing and we're supposed to forget for another 20 minutes until it all kind of comes to a head. So I was really upset for a second. And then I realized, because they say it, that it's an issue or he was obviously... What's his number? Number 17? Hostile 17. Hostile 17. Which was very funny when he's just like, Hostile 17 here. (laughs) Why didn't anybody get him?
1: Because everyone's very dumb and they're not paying attention.
0: Were they... There was something going on at the party, though. Clearly something was going on. Because even the guy who saw him, right, saw Spike when they were sitting across from each other. He didn't follow... Because he was like, Don't I recognize you? He was like... Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. everybody well, all, says like, that. like, possessed and drunk. Yeah, that's... Okay, that's yeah, kind so. of what's happening.
1: And he had already taken a turn on the orgasm wall, I'm pretty sure. That guy. That's the same guy. Maybe it was a different guy. It was but, a different guy. But, but everybody did.
0: But it didn't seem like everybody did. But why wouldn't everybody want to turn? I that's mean, that's what gross. I'm,
1: why would you want to do that in front of a bunch of
0: people? Because you got to know, though. Like, if somebody said, touch the wall, you I would be like, they're kidding. It, and then once you're there, it's too late. That's what I... <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, that might be it. But... I think it seemed like just those three people kept doing it. The logistics (laughs) of it are so gross. (laughs) The logistics of it are
0: so gross that it doesn't, we don't even need to say it. Mm. You know what's happening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's gross. And they should all be running back to their dorms. Because it can't be in public anymore. It's gross. Oh. Gross. My
2: predecessor, Mr. Flutie, may have gone in for all that touchy feely relating nonsense, but he was eaten.
1: Sish, what do you think about Xander being suave for a second? When with Julie, I thought that was like good, was charming he? banter.
3: Was oh, it not? When they were like staring at a glass. You think yeah. that was oh.
0: he was, How was being that? suave? Yeah. They put a fucking new character in just so Xander could like look cool and say stupid shit. Yeah. God, it's so stupid. I, I thought it was it charming. I
3: mean, I guess they were trying to make it seem like he was moving on. So you're like, oh no, but Anya. Yeah.
0: But did we even believe him? He's terrible. He's terrible like <laughs> That was all so dumb. I thought it was I successful. mean, he
3: was specifically like, is it creepy? What did he say?
0: Funny
1: in a uh, charming, way, charming way or, or funny away. in a, I should run in the other direction. And way.
3: she said both. Yeah.
1: Which but is... she was into it. She gave him the eyes. Julie was in.
0: Julie is Julie was in. Was possessed. Julie was possessed. But Julie <laughs> was in. <laughs> Stacia. Hated it.
3: I, uh, I'm i sorry apparently I really appreciated Xander in this episode which is weird and upsetting and me. they're hating on his charming flirt moves no I didn't like that like, uh, but I did like when they were at the old lady's house and Giles is trying to explain like you've ruined these children forever and then Xander says she who smelt it dealt it he was like same thing that you were saying but much faster and I was <laughs> like he nailed it with the fart logic <laughs> yeah.
0: and then they just casually walked out of the yep. I, I feel like they would like tear down some stuff. Slam the door, Giles. He's just like, softly shut the door. Bye. (laughs) We'll let you be fine. You shouldn't be in prison at all. Bye. Bye. Um, Willow took a sip of water from the bathroom Oh,
1: yeah, she like, weirdly, like
3: put water in her face. Water. People, Molly, would do that all the time. And then
0: she like picked up a random towel to yeah, wipe her face. So I said that.
3: Back. What the motherfucker are you doing? <laughs> Why would you ever touch a towel in a frat house? <laughs> so, I don't like, know you're where it's in
0: been. a bathroom. Like, it's just weird. I mean, yeah, you don't know even where the sink is. Like, don't, you don't want, you don't want to drink that water, Willow. No, you don't. Where's the water at this party? I mean, Xander wasn't kidding about the snacks not being good. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. no fucking water. Like,. <laughs> I mean, all the water must be going right to Buffy and Riley. Like, they've got to be drinking all the water.
1: Oh, she like oh, I was going to say, she I mean, chapped, but that's just... It would be
0: amazing if she ew. they just had, like, jugs of water. But I guess they don't know that they're <laughs> going to be having lots of sex till, or, till their till dad. They, they don't they don't, they don't know that. That's the part of the episode. Okay.
1: Bringing Julie back around. She got a close-ass shave with that fucking Bullshit. tiny knife.
0: Bullshit.
1: That was a weird choice. It was a really weird choice to make her, like, skin bald.
0: And to run away and, like, just run away. I wanted her to say something more. Like I'm call bad.
1: me. <laughs> There's like little sprigs of hair call me.
0: it's like it is like three sprigs of hair. You know why she ran away? Cuz it was probably a terrible cap on her head. Oh yeah. And they, they just needed to in. like yep. have a run. Get yep. off screen. Get off screen. <laughs> <laughs> Spent all the money on the vines. Go. <laughs>
3: The vines, when they first show them, when they try to open the door to Buffy and Riley's room and the vines start growing up from the bottom, they like drilled holes mm-hmm. in the doorway really? and the vines are just like shooting out through, the through these perfectly round holes. I and I was understand. like, That's the one the bottom so bottom of the frame. rough. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at that. Oh, it's so bad. They couldn't just like make it like a little bit broken or something. But
0: if they tried to CG that, I mean. Yeah, it I'm would glad be,
1: they it was just, a, just couldn't, it,
3: couldn't they have just like literally like punched a hole? Wouldn't that have made more sense? Yes. Like jagged? something. Sure. Yeah. The, the Just perfect like perfectly circle. round.
0: Oh, yeah. Like they're too, yeah, too big even for the thing. To, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Love it. When Willow was doing the Genevieve Holt research, we got a nice shot of all of the paper. The newspaper all clippings. All the newspaper clippings. Um, Oh, you can see it a little bit. Oh, you can definitely see it. Oh, wow. So they are the same things over and over. So we have four headlines. Uh, Lowell alum celebrate director Holt. Lowell director saves life of dying child. New hope for juveniles. And Holt received acclaim. As you can see, the Holt received acclaim has different font. Because that's actually what Willow is reading from. So it's different than all the rest of them. Basically, they revolve around... In uh, Holt Saving a Dying Child, Genevieve Holt, the director of Lowell Home, quote, Home for Children, became a heroine last night when she pulled a marble that has been lodged in the throat of Norma Fruit, a five year old who lives in the home. That's one of the sentences that is repeated. In New Hope for Juveniles, which is probably the best one you can read, uh, this is where it gets wild. Neighbor Leonard Bur- Bunstein. Leonard Bunstein says that she daily walks a tightrope balancing two dogs and a pickle on a stick over the house to teach children about the dangers of insanity. Miss Holt's efforts in this regard can only be described as absolutely absurd. She she is an asset to our society as a whole and a true raving lunatic. (laughs) And that is basically repeated over with um, just what she's reading about. Um, We're holding a gala to celebrate Genevieve Holt. So that is basically just. One sentence, and then we go into her being a raving lunatic, amazing walking around with a pickle and just kind of repeat, repeat, repeat wow. um, except for the one that that will is reading, which she doesn't really move her hand much, so you can't really get more, but it seems like uh, for what for what it's worth, they actually
3: wrote something
0: made a little bit of an article, but you know they'll just repeat themselves, so that's fantastic, amazing,
3: um, I really liked. When they go back to the house after they get drows or whatever and Xander's standing there and Anya's got her ear against the door and Xander's like, how do you like, what do you feel? And Anya says, sad and afraid of being without you. And a little hungry. A little hungry. And there's like this awkward beat, and Xander's like, "What well, I meant about the house. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's still totally haunted. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, how she just like forthright shows, she goes, Like, yeah, I'm really sad that we're breaking up. And also, I guess I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. I could eat. <laughs> and then they didn't
1: break up. <laughs> Too bad Graham wasn't there to say, house is clean. As if he fucking knows. Like, he just shows up for a second. Like, house oh, is clean. Oh, my God, yeah. What? So the hand thing, right? There's a vine that goes through Ani's hand. Yeah, yeah. And I, then immediately. I'm healed.
0: glad that that's, we're bringing that
1: up. Yeah. I just yeah I wanted to know your thoughts. I what guess, the and, hell? Because at the end, the fi- final scene when they're in the lunchroom at at the college, the Rocket Cafe or whatever, and they're all sitting around and Buffy around and Riley like, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> the way that we had sex the whole time and everything. Xander scratch across the face. Anya, her scratches on her face are still there. Hand totally fine. So
0: hand fine. The next scene when she pulls it yeah, yeah, out
1: immediately. Yeah. I, I think there might have been like a little blood they showed, but there definitely wasn't like they yeah. w- didn't make an effort to be like there's a hole in her hand.
0: Uh, she went all the way through. Why did they even go through the animation of it or what whatever was going I on? I don't know. Didn't need to happen.
1: But how badass is you that she was like, fuck this? I just wrote it out of her head and kept going. I thought
0: she was going to do some vengeance demon shit for a second when she's like, you brat!" I know, powers, but I thought she was going to fucking out of nowhere just conjure something. You know, sort of the that idea is definitely in the world. Like, sure. I wouldn't be shocked if she could, from deep down, especially to save her boyfriend, that she could. Maybe. get something
1: um, but yeah I do wonder so I guess we're, we're meant to think that Vine specifically was just part like a uh, not a hallucination but like a
2: mm. like a trick you know I mean, like, it did like all a, go away a ghosty
1: trick just like the ghost appearing and, and vanishing but then the cuts the cuts fuck all that logic up because if it's just fun ghost times that don't stick around then why do they still have the cuts but she doesn't have the hand wound I don't get it it's almost like it doesn't matter
2: Xander, don't you knock?
1: <sighs> Daniel, do you have anything else
0: to say? I don't, and I forgot to do the watches, so I'm going to do them live.
1: <gasps> okay, I need—I think it's time for the watches.
0: Xander construction outfit? No, he is now an ice cream salesman. This is the first time we see him, right, as an ice cream salesman? Yes. See him, see him. Uh, so that's a no. Maroon jacket watch? No. Nope. We'd hardly see Buffy. Snake pants. Forrest is gay for Riley watch? Hell yeah. Oh my God. He's jealous as hell. Oh, He's what? wearing turtlenecks. He's hanging out with Graham because who wants to hang out with Graham unless Riley's preoccupied? Really. Uh, so tough look for him. Uh, Chips Ahoy? We do get hostile 17 talk. Does it count? And I
1: guess maybe like the Anya belittling. Ah, uh, yeah, true.
0: Beli- yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Uh, De hoffron watch no. Although he would have fit in just fine. You should lock your door. It didn't go to Giles' house. Sandy watch nope. Michael Wicky, Amy Goth watch no. I mean, we do a spell. They do a spell, but I, at this point, Tara is just so part of the family that doesn't really count. <laughs> uh Books a million. Do we have any books?
1: I mean, other than the book, then. The scrapbook of newspapers. Scrapbook
0: of newspapers. Wow. I don't
1: know if that gets to go. I'm going to say that doesn't count. I don't think they actually pulled out
0: a book. Well, no, I guess Tara. Whatever they're reading for this. They had a book. Yeah, so that counts. So there's one book for that. Bruh! (laughs) Streets Ahead? No. We've been to Lowell House, obviously, with them before. So who knows? Uh, And then Giles' Biggest Knockout? No, he's fine. He doesn't even participate. Not even that, or he didn't even get his ego crushed. I mean, nobody made fun of him. Nobody did anything. They just let him sing, and then like it was fine. Mm -hmm. Well, Xander kind of got a little in there about him not understanding what sex was because he's an acoustic acoustic rock rock boy or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Xander, or poor Giles. I did go to
1: college in the Mesozoic era. Is that the era we're in now? Is that what the joke was? Yeah. I don't know what the
3: Mesozoic era is. It's, it's like a long time ancient ago. Ancient dinosaur.
0: Yeah.
1: But he said, I did go to college.
0: That's that was
3: the, the joke. joke. It's like, I'm so uh, old, but yeah, I, I still do remember. I went to college that I went to college when uh, dinosaurs roamed the earth. Uh, but I do I vaguely it. remember what it feels like to be in college. I get it. Okay. And then you forgot. <laughs> well, thank you for the update.
2: <laughs> <laughs> People all over the party were starting to act weird sexually. What was you know, ways. Uh,
1: hey, we're Real podcast. You can find us everywhere at Beat Me Pod. That's uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, the website. BeatMePod. Is it just BeatMePod.com now?
0: That's, that's no. I guess still the WordPress.
1: BeatMePod.wordpress.com. That's going to have all kinds of fun notes Perfect. from our show. So if there's a clip of something and you're like, hey, where'd you get that clip from, that sweet, sweet clip, you can go there. Hmm. It'll be there. Also, if you like music, like the wonderful music in this episode except for none of that's going to be available on Spotify because it was just the score but if you do like music that's in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and music that we play in this show lucky for you you can find it all one place on Spotify under the playlist beat me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans season 4 and that will contain every song that we've played on our podcast and every song that's been on Buffy the Vampire Slayer that's available on Spotify thank you I think it's time to rank this sucker willowhack slash we talk about the net slash something wicked this way comes yes we do do a spell we do do one spell to do Do-do.
0: And no computers.
1: No computers that I could see. We're all scrapbook newspapers. No computers. Old school. But okay. seance, ghost, summoning, spell thing. So mm. gave that a seven because it was kind of the whole reason they were able to save Buffy and Riley yeah. is because they got the ghost set in the house temporarily I, guess. I had to go
0: meet a brand new character out of nowhere Which Genevieve fault too. Okay. It's yes. just
1: wild. Giles. So the earring mm. threw me off in the singing. That's Ripper, man. That's Ripper. I know. It's all it's taken Giles me out. It's Giles of Giles. It's, it's I don't think so. But he does go in on the old lady about being irresponsible. That was as good to I give him a seven. That's personal. That's
0: it's personal. Good. It's like the earring. It's personal. it's personal. You wouldn't understand. You give it a seven because you don't understand.
1: Riley, I give him a five. He was only yeah. this episode to have sex with Bobby. And I can't say that that's good or bad. So She seemed to is.
0: enjoy it. So Yeah,
1: I guess. Monster of the Week, the ghosts are weak. I feel like a little bit. They just yeah. Think they they. I don't know. The special effects are kind of cool. Like I said, it did give a little scary in parts, but it wasn't like
0: the scariness right? was the music and the directing. Yeah, I wasn't. It wasn't. Really... They didn't actually have them running around. That was the whole thing. It was like Xander being kidnapped or whatever. It was basically like, you know, no. no it was just being drugged through a place and thrown into a bath and drowned. Like that's scary because we don't see the, the weird kids. kids that are fucking doing it. Right. Like that would definitely throw you off.
1: And the the plot has been AF. So oh. I only
0: gave oh. it a four.
1: Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Uh, relationship going to badness. Obviously, we went through all the relationships kind of thing. Uh, I gave it a five because mm. I feel like we do an up and down thing. Like Willow and Tara are great, but also it's sad when she's like, "No, don't touch me," and then Xander and Anya and lies. which she lies about horses? Which yeah. she lies about horses? <laughs> my, Xander, Xander and Anya well. go through their spat, but they get it back together at the end, so that you know breaks even. Riley and Buffy are good, I guess. They're good. Giles and everyone. I'd say they're good. Upsetting. So five, but. Uh, are they? I, it is.
0: I, I think everyone's it is. fine with it except I'm not, for Xander. <laughs> I'm, I'm not fine with it. You're not fine I'm, not. I'm totally fine with it. Fred Durst is fine with it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't believe it really happened. I just had no idea. It's so creepy. He was really singing?
1: I'd say it was more like crooning. If we grow old together, remind me to skip the midlife crisis.
2: Okay. Come on, you have to admit, it was kind of sexy.
1: Please stop saying that. I'm willing to offer cash incentives. Uh, episode specific because that's it right yeah episode specific uh, I'm going to have to steal Stacia's line I'm fighting total mental breakdown here Will no more fueling the fire one out of ten Alexander <laughs> 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 Xander speaks for everyone in this moment yeah that's good fighting total mental breakdown Uh, 29 for the episode so that puts it at 17 of 18 for the series Ooh, what's right, lost uh, goodbye Iowa so right wow. above goodbye Iowa and right below Tracy Forbes other masterpiece you're bad
0: Oh, that's just that's disgusting <laughs> alright well I don't trust your rankings they should.
3: they've been famously inaccurate what is the shit um I decided to rank this at 64 out of 74 plus below a new man and above Reptile Boy, which I thought was a nice
2: one. Ah, there you go. Huh?
0: Frat
3: Boy House and Frat Boy House.
0: That is the corollary. The yeah. But
3: then I was like, which one's better? And then I thought about how they dressed Sandra up like a woman and then laughed at him in oh, right. Reptile Boy. And then I was like, and oh, the I guess, snake. I guess orga- Orgasm Law is somehow better than
1: that. Yeah. So Where I does it? Have? Where's Beer Bat? Oh, way higher. Oh, way
3: higher, yeah. Beer bats 41. Okay, <laughs> Hey Amen. Right. This is not the worst of the season, though. This year's girl is below reptile boy. God damn. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: the Tracy Forbes saga has come to an end. I am so sad that yeah. they did her so dirty. And she honestly is probably my favorite writer at this point of the damn. whole season. Because I can't... She did so great with what she had. Not only when, when she was given gold... With Something Blue, she made a knockout, like, unforgettable episode. You always know what that is, no matter what. Um, These ones, and Beer Bad, of course. Where the wild things are is such, in our heads, is so bad that you know exactly what it is. Riley and them having sex, even though I've forgotten all the rest of it. Every episode that she's done has been magic. This episode is not good, and it's not going to rate high. But it's not the worst of the season. I have it above... Doomed, of course, Doug Petrie. <laughs> this is for you. I have it above the I and Team. I have it above the Initiative, because I some of the jokes are pretty good. It was it wasn't so bad. I enjoyed watching it. And the horror stuff at the beginning and end was so good. Um, so I'm doing 113 out of 137. It's above the pack. It's right below Out of Mind, Out of Sight, which I I don't think I agree with, but fuck it, I'm putting it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and I robot you, is weirdly above. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, then it's like way below. You got Puppet Show and Ted and stuff and choices. And but I, I know, the direction was great. The direction was great. And Kristoffy back. Honestly, that's it.
1: Oh man, that ice cream truck song that'll stick with you. All right, well, that is where all things are in the books. Yay, we never have to watch it again. But please do join us next time for New Moon Rising, which um, hmm, I don't know if I'm excited. I mean, I am and I am not. I used to be able Alrighty. to, like, recite Alrighty that go. episode from memory, but I remember it's very bad.
0: That's oh, better than this.
1: We'll see. Uh, until then, Stacia, do you have anything else to say for yourself about this episode? Sorry. This episode of television. Where the Wild Things Are.
3: No.
1: Daniel, do you have anything else to say about this episode of television? Where the
3: Wild
0: Things are? This episode, no, but I will say my hello. Hello, Kelly. Thanks for letting me on this podcast. <laughs> See, the thing they're afraid to teach us about the inherent sensuality of language. Oh, God. Nobody talks about the way language tastes. Of
1: course. of course. he was one of the cavemen guys. Of course he was. Insufferable. Well, thank you so much for listening. Please do join us for New Moon Rising next time. Until then, station, say goodbye. Goodbye. station, say goodbye.
0: I refuse to listen to this when I can smell the sin on each and every one of you. Well, she does not
1: doubt
0: it. Goodbye!
1: Goodbye! the heat now if it were called the orgasmator I'd be the first to try your basic button press I approach
2: I think it's the secret to getting you out of my mind putting you behind me behind me figuratively uh, uh,
0: uh, 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 uh. I have a friend who's come into town and I'd like us to be alone.
2: Oh, you mean an orgasm friend?
0: Yes, that's exactly the most appalling thing you could have said.